Welcome to That's Joy, the podcast. I'm your host, Cece Calbanero, and I'll be sharing stories of miracles, God moments, and unpacking the truth behind what joy truly means. My friend, when God gives you a direct call on your life, be sure to answer it. Here's to answering my call together. Hello, That's Joy community and friends. I am so grateful that you are here. I missed y'all last week. I was in the beautiful land of Hawaii with my family, and it also is Easter Sunday. So we took a little break moment last Monday, but we are back coming in hot with questions that you, yes, you have asked me. I asked on my Instagram stories uh, last week just questions that you were asked if given the opportunity to be on an episode. And honestly, I had so many more questions come in than I anticipated. And I love that so much because I just want to continue to serve y'all and have you be as included in this movement as I am because this is not the CC show. This is the joy show and everything that we get to talk about will literally include all the different angles and different ways that God allows us to see and experience joy. And so today's episode is going to be a handful of questions that you guys have asked. All right, we are going to start off with some questions in the house. Okay, the first question, and I'm going to keep all of these anonymous for the sake of these people don't know that I picked their question. Like I said, there was a handful inside of here, um, and we can honestly do another episode to unpack all of them, but I chose the five that were most common or popped up uh, numerous times. So, This first one was actually written in a bunch and it was all about community. And the question goes, finding community and faith-based friends, how do you do it if you don't have any or if you are in a new city? My friends, this is such a good question and something that I think a lot of people are navigating. More often than not, people are going through this more than people who aren't going through this. You know what I mean? And I think someone needs to hear that because a lot of times we can feel isolated and thinking that we're the only ones without friends or without faith-driven friends around us. But I just want to share with you, you're not alone. And a lot of the world is seeking the same thing. A lot of Christians are seeking the same thing. Um, So First and foremost, I actually released an episode called How to Be a Good Friend. It's episode number eight. I highly encourage you to plug into that episode after this episode is over because there are a million nuggets within that episode that I think will truly give you like tactical tips on how to run to not only be a good friend, but to really cultivate rich friendships around you. But the simplest way that I could um, explain this for you guys is I always say, place yourself in places that you would want that friend to be at. Now, what do I mean by this? Well, let's just say that you hate water, right? You hate anything that has to deal with the lake, ocean, beaches, anything with water. It's not your jam. Are you going to be at the beach and post up at the beach looking for some friends when you know that that's not your jam? 
No, you're not going to place yourself in that scenario. And the same goes for finding faith-based friends. When you think about what they like to do, how they like to live their lives, where would they be? Typically, they'd be at church, right? So that's the biggest and easiest way to find a faith-based friend is to not only attend church, but have the courage to ignite conversation between something that may feel intimidating or awkward. Because by the way, more often than not, the other party feels just as awkward as you do. But it's just a matter of who is going to bite the bullet and say, screw it, I'm going to introduce myself. And so... Put yourself in places that they would be. The second thing that I would also say is, is that how are you, well, there was actually a second part to this question that another person asked, and they said, how do you want to spread community for others? My answer to that would be, we're not supposed to do this life alone. We're truly not. And I'm going to have another episode because I get really, really passionate about our circles. Um, There was a podcast that I was listening to that was talking about three circles. One being the innermost circle containing about three to four humans who know everything about your life. And I mean every, everything. The dirty and the ugly, they know what your dirty laundry hamper looks like. Three or four people are on that level with you. The next circle is essentially like your disciples, your 12 people. Your 12 people who know just about almost everything about you, but maybe they don't know how much dirty laundry is stacking in your bedroom. Do you know what I mean? But they still know the peaks and also the valleys of your life, and they're there for you. And then you have that third circle that really is like your community. And that obtains about 50 individuals, 40 to 50 individuals who you are just cheering on and they are also cheering on you. And they may not know as much about the struggles or the valleys in your life, but they're exceptional people who are still shaping you in some shit, in some way, right? And so um, as I think about my desire to spread community for others, I keep thinking about these circles and I just know that I want nothing more than to everybody that follows me and everybody that I get to come across on this side of heaven. I want nothing more than for them to have rich communities around them because here's the why. I have been able to taste and see the goodness of God moving through friendships and moving through community in my own life that I know that it's not just for me. And if this is the episode that you get to listen to that reminds you that it's for you too, it's for you. You get to have a rich community too. If someone has ever told you otherwise, that is not your portion. Do not receive that. Receive this. This is for you. It's just a matter of making the right moves, praying for the right people, and stepping with obedience, right? Obedience is our actions, stepping in to all of the nudges on our heart with full-blown obedience. And you will know if you're being obedient or not because it's the nudges. I always talk about the nudges on your heart. They're thumps that you can't shake, that you're like, dang it, I need to give this compliment, or dang it, I need to introduce myself to this person. Don't ignore the nudges and watch, just watch a community of faith-based, rich friendships begin to just encircle you 
in, in your entire life. Again, friends, we were not meant to do this alone. I mean, it talks about that in the book of Genesis in the very beginning, right? It was not good for man to be alone. Like, no human should be alone. So we weren't made to be that way or else God would have designed robots. Like, he created humans so that we can be in community with each other and do life together. So continue to pray about those people and lean in. Lean in, my friends. Okay, the second question that we got is, how do you stop fearing what others think about you to fully embrace all that the Lord has for you? Whew, this one, this one can get me really fired up because I I get really passionate about this subject of thinking about what others think about you. I by no means, and I'll always say this, I'm not an expert at any of this. All of my sharing and insight is based off of what the Lord has allowed me to see at this point of life. And I'm just sharing it with you. So when it comes to this specific question, how do you stop fearing what others think about you? You remain heaven focused. Like that heaven ever after perspective in remaining and keeping your eyes so fixed on heaven because here's what happens when your eyes get fixed on heaven you begin to look at this side of heaven as just a snap we're here for a second just for a second so if we're here for just for a second how much really does matter And what does really matter most? And I think that if you have never dabbled around and asked yourself those questions, my goodness, let this be the spark to ask yourself, what really matters most to you? Because if it's how you dress, how you talk, how you continue to show up and make certain remarks, if it's being so caught up in what others are thinking about you, about what you're doing, what you're wearing and your actions, we got it all mixed up. And don't get me wrong, there are moments, of course, where we just are so human and we're fallen and we're broken and I have moments myself where I do get caught up and I'm like, oh my gosh, why? Then I remind myself and I'm like, no, why do I care so much? It literally doesn't matter what I wear to this event. It doesn't matter what my hair looks like. I should be doing all those things for myself and myself alone because God has given me the ability to do so and it's not for anyone else. And so when your eyes are fixed on heaven, you just look at every encounter and every opportunity and you just think does it matter will it matter because if it doesn't I'm gonna let it fall to the wayside and I'm just gonna continue to step into all that God's calling me to do and I'm gonna continue to step into all that God is calling me to be and when you do that guys when you literally step into all that God's calling you to do so often it will have to include you not looking to the right and not looking to the left at what Sarah is doing or what Becca is doing but keeping your eyes fixed on Jesus and when your eyes are fixed on Jesus in heaven it doesn't matter what they think because all that matters is what your father thinks What our Heavenly Father thinks is the only opinion that will ever matter. So let that fire a flame under your booty today to go, to just go. And that like leads me to the next question. 
The next question that someone ha- asked a part of our joy community is if what do you do when you're still struggling with starting the thing? You know the one, the one thing that God's calling you to do, but you're terrified to do it. This is real. Fear is real. The enemy is real. And we have to know what we're up against. Because I think if we don't recognize what we're up against, we're just being ignorant. And we we need to not live in that space. Because it can be debilitating. But what do you focus on if you are like, man, I still have not done or started the thing that God has called me to do. I don't know what to do. Can I just tell you, you're feeling right now, the place that you are in right now, it's not going to change a whole bunch. I'm serious. Before I started Batch Joy and stepped away from the glow theory, I didn't feel ready. And I think you need to hear this today, friend. Ready is a lie. It's a lie. The fact that we think that we'll ever feel quote-unquote 100% ready to do something, it's just simply a lie. I mean, as you look at some of the best and most talented individuals on the planet in in their expertise, right? I'm thinking about like Olympians and runners and people who have stepped out to do the grandiest things that God has called them to do, a lot of them, if not all of them, would say that they didn't feel ready every single time. When the gun blew and the race began, they may not have felt 100% ready. They're, they're humans, right? And so portions of them may have thought, should I have drank more water? Should I have drank less water? Should I have prepared a little bit more? Should I run that extra mile on Sunday? Like our minds are just so tricky and fear is such a liar. So what it'll do and what the enemy will try to do is just pour a whole bunch of lies over our lives. And that is not your portion. So whatever that thing is on your heart, it's there for a reason. I'm getting worked up right now and I could start crying because I, oh man. Till the day that I die, I want to continue to tell people to lean in to that God calling on their life, that God-sized dream that they have on their hearts because God plants seeds in our hearts for a reason. The thing that gets you fired up, the thing that makes you angry, that wants, that you want to change in the world is different than the thing that makes me fired up and angry to want to make the world better. And just as much as mine is needed, yours is needed. Yours is needed. So you need to just step. Just go. When that gun blows, what do they do? They take a step forward and they just go. And so I think someone needs to hear that today with that God-sized dream on your heart. You don't have to launch the thing tomorrow, but what's the next right step you can be taking?
Let's freaking take that step together because I promise you when you have prayed over something and when you step fully into obedience with what God has called you to do, he didn't call you that far to take you only that far. So whatever fears that you may have where you're like, oh, I don't know if I'll have enough of blank or I don't know how I'll get to the month, blah, blah, blah. Don't look that far. Don't do it because what does fear do? It's debilitating and it's a liar. So look at the next right step. Just focus on that. Focus on that and watch the Lord continue to unfold a beautiful staircase in your life. Another question that one of our sweet friends have asked is, what is your advice for someone who is feeling distant from God? I just want to come clean right now in this moment and tell you that there are moments where I feel this, even today, even in the past week, where I have felt a bit more distant from God. And my answer to this is something that I'm learning in real time. And by no means do I feel as though I will ever arrive from this question. But what helps me What helps me, friend, is I lean into his grace. I'm getting Holy Spirit chills right now. I lean into God's grace because his grace is abundant and it's always overflowing. And the the reason why we feel distant is because we feel as though we've fallen short in some way or some shape or form, right? That's so often why we ended up feeling distant because we're not picking up our Bibles enough or we're not spending enough time in quiet time. And I just get reminded how much God is like, no, 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 it was never about religion. It wasn't. It's about a relationship with me. I just want to be with you. I just want to spend time with you. Just like a good father or a good mother or a good friend in your life. You just want to be around them. You just want to spend time with them. And some days when it's hard, it doesn't even look like you share many words. Sometimes all you have to do is show up. And so for me preaching to me right now, Just show up. Just be in his presence. And don't dwell in shame and don't dwell in guilt because he doesn't want that for you. He doesn't want that for me. God is love. And if God is love, can we just decide right now that we're going to lean into his grace? You're never too far gone. You've never made a mistake too big for God to not see. He sees it all. Guys, he knows it all. So if that's the case, bring it all to him. Lay it all at the altar. Repent for the things that you've done, for the sins that you've done. And I I need to do this too. Let's just together lock arms and lean into his grace this week because I know, I know he wants that for us. The last question that we are going to answer on this episode is what is some advice that you would give to your 21-year-old self? This one, this one gets me emotional because although it hasn't been that long since I've been 21, I just think about my mindset and uh, just all the things that I thought that I wanted and so often... You know, actually, 
let me just backtrack a bit. I was looking at the archives on my Instagram stories a couple weeks ago, and I remember sharing a story about a sermon that I heard, and he gave this analogy and this demonstration of a tapestry. I don't know if you guys are big tapestry people, but there was a phase in college where everybody wanted the tapestry hanging behind their bedroom and behind their bed, and it was like a whole vibe. You know what I mean? You've probably seen it. Like Urban Outfitters was like the lead out on this. Um, those were like the fake tapestries. I'm talking about the real ones that people hand sew. Uh, how those tapestries are made is actually really crazy. If you Google tapestry right now and look at how it is made, it's wild because on one side of this giant large piece of fabric, there's a bunch of yarn that's just hanging everywhere. And it's all these different colors and it's jumbled up. And honestly, it almost looks like it's tangled. And then on the other side... The other side of this really large piece of fabric is a a beautiful picture that begins to be displayed. And it isn't until the bottom right of the yarns in the back get so jumbled up and so just sewn in between till you get to the very, very top left. When you get to the top left, the back looks like a disaster at this point because there's just so much jumbled yarn. But when you turn it around, a beautiful picture resides on the other side. And I love, I love this so much because I just think how much our younger selves see that one side of the tapestry. We look at it and we're like, God, I want that. God, I, I, I swear, that's, that's exactly what I want. I want that. Actually, I think I know that you're telling me that I want that. When really God's like, no, 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 no. Slow down. One line by one line. You can't see the top left of the backside till you complete the middle, till you complete the bottom. So line by line, will you just trust me? Will you trust that I'm building a beautiful picture in your life right now? And I don't know who needs to hear that, but that's the advice that I would give to my younger self is, Cece, lean into obedience. Just be obedient to the Lord, to our Heavenly Father, and focus on the next line. Don't look, don't try to just build out this picture, the whole picture, because we're never going to nail it. We're so imperfect. We'll never nail the whole picture. We will know how many kids we're going to have, who exactly we're going to marry, what careers we'll end up having for the length of time that we'll have them, how much money we'll be making, what city we'll be living in, what house we'll be living in, what home we will call home, what when our friends will be around, what friends will still be around. We won't know. We won't know because we weren't supposed to know the whole picture. Because if we were, he would have made it that way. But he didn't for a purpose and likely for our protection. Because why? Because he loves us so much. So much. So I tell myself, remember that God has you right where you need to be. At all times, right where you need to be. So if we know that, let's just continue to be obedient. Tracy Ellis Ross also shared uh, 
this before and she was telling her best advice and she told her younger self, gentle, gentle, Tracy. And to the same regard, I would tell myself, gentle, gentle, Cece. It's going to be okay. Be gentle with yourself. And she didn't say gentle once. She said it twice because we need it double. We need to remind ourselves double the amount how much we need grace and how much we need to just be more gentle with ourselves. So friends, I have to know. There was a lot in here. Your girl's fired up. My cheeks and my head is squeezing because I'm just getting so fired up. I would love more than anything to know what your favorite part of this episode was or maybe what your favorite question was in this episode. Um, shoot, feel free to shoot me a text at 615-813-4813 so I can know what your favorite part was and you can follow me on social at c-c-a-l-b-o-n-e-r-o on instagram and on tiktok and you can follow the podcast at that's joy the podcast y'all if you have not subscribed rated or left a review it'd mean the world to me if you clicked the three buttons and made that happen it helps grow the podcast and this community and everything that the lord has planned for it um It's just the biggest way that you can say thank you to any of your podcast friends that you love. Um, I just have to say, if you you have even the smallest desire to meet the creator of the universe, or if you've been saved but you aren't really free, I want to invite you to sit at the table of plenty with me and so many others because I'm telling you there is an abundance here, there is an overflow here, and there is so much joy here. And I'm here to tell you that God is for you. He's never against you. All you have to do is invite him into your heart right now. He's waiting for you. He wants to meet with you. And my friend, I am so proud of you. If you just made this decision, I'd also love to know you. Shoot me a text in the show notes so I could be praying for you. I love you and God loves you. And until next time, I will talk to y'all next time. Thanks so much for being here.